then you do DIY like nobody else. The way you play with your tool gets Will overwhelmed. But when you're in studio, it ain't hard to tell that stuff you know. Uh-oh. It's simply indisputable. DIY with Niall Clunan. <laughs> There you go, new theme tune at all, Niall yeah. Oren. Yeah, no, that one doesn't work for me, I have to say. Ah, I give him but marks it's invent- for effort. Oh, I always give him marks for effort. It's fantastic. I asked him recently, did he use chat uh, GPI to create the, the such inventiveness every week? But he doesn't. No, it's all up there. Allegedly. Uh, Brian is now Niall Clunan for the day. And... Uh, Probably the only thing he has in common with Niall Horan, it's not looks. We, we come from the Midlands. It's not that's, hair. That's it. It's the fact he's also worth about 70 million euro. <laughs> By the way, are you in a protein diet? I just, there's a methane, there seems to be methane hanging in the studio here. Ah. Thank you, very kind. No, I am not. I'm on a coffee diet. Anyway. Let's move on to questions for Brian, who's here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. And the first query regards kids climbing over the back wall of one house as a shortcut to get to another area. All right, yeah. And we've had this one before. Listeners have suggested all sorts of things like putting tar and even broken glass on the oh, top. Oh no, don't do the broken if glass. You, if you do that, no. you're going to be sued. Yeah. You will have a case for damages yeah. against you. Yeah. But I can understand the frustration behind it. So, if you don't, and, and nobody does want intruders rambling no. through their garden. No, in fairness. What options do you, you see, have? Because one of the problems with the intruders coming through the garden is, is also the fact that they're now on your land. So, like, if they, through their own stupidity or foolishness or whatever like if they're climbing the wall and fall off the wall and break an arm it's your problem too this is the terrible thing it's it does a no it's a no win situation really um i suppose that the three things you could do you could look at putting a bit of a fence above the wall to make it more difficult like a wire fence above the wall to make it more difficult to climb you can get special now this is not broken glass you can buy strips of plastic spikes so the plastic spikes are uncomfortable in your hand. They're hard to, if you want to climb a wall, you generally have to put your hand on the wall or your backside on the wall to get up over or drag yourself over the wall. These plastic spikes are specifically designed, they're anti-climb plastic spikes. And you screw them in a line across the top of the wall and you can't injure yourself, but they're very uncomfortable. And they're speci- as I say, you, you, the company you, that supplied them would be the person being sued if they did somehow. Ma- I don't know how they could injure themselves. But it's a series of plastic spikes that you just couldn't climb the wall with them on it. And, and the other thing you can do is you can get anti-climb paint. Now, the only problem I have against the anti-climb paint is that, well, when, if your wall was painted, if it's a stone wall, if it's a block wall, it's fine. You put the anti-climb paint, which is a black, exactly as you described, a tar-like paint all along the top of the wall. And it never sets. So if you climb the wall, you and your clothes get covered in black paint that doesn't come off. Sorry, it's very difficult to get off. Mm. So you would be less inclined to climb the wall if you're going home to Mammy with your clothes covered in black paint. Um, But if the wall was painted white, it and they do successfully climb the wall or try, they could end up getting some of this black paint on the wall. 
So, you know, that's the downside <laughs> of it. Right. That's really the only three options. Um, it is very annoying. And it's one of these things, it's like lots of things. Like it's like the... It's like the spot on the carpet, the stain on the carpet or the the, 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 the biro mark on the leather couch. You know, once you see it, it, you can't stop seeing it and it irritates you more and more. And with these kids, you know, if they're coming in, once they start coming in and you start this, it starts to annoy you. It really can. So the only other thing to do is embrace it. And, you know, what you do, go out and offer them a cup of coffee every time they go through or ask them would they like a cup of tea and maybe just be so nice to them to say, ah, here, he's a batty old fella or she's a batty old one. Or just engage them in conversation. How are you lads? How are things? How are things well, in school? That'll terrify them. <laughs> yeah, correct. Better yet, <laughs> apply a toll. Yeah, but you'd have to, yeah, that might be more difficult. No, I'd say just go out. Lads, how are things in school? Tell me, who's your teacher? Who's your favourite teacher? Ask them a hundred questions that they say. Do you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll just avoid that house from now on. Kevin in Portlaoise has, would you say a mouldy smell or a mouldy smell? Oh, if you're from the Midlands, it's mouldy. Oh, it's feckin' mouldy. And it's in his son's bedroom. All right. And he... Maybe the sun is on methane, is on protein as well. well, Can't see any evidence of dead mouse or anything, you know, obvious cause. He says, when we have pulled out the wardrobe and the bed, there is mould on the wall Ah, as well as on the back of the bed and on the wardrobe. So it is mould. Yeah. So the, the, the smell that people will describe as damp, I have a damp smell or I have a mouldy smell, that, that is just always ends up being mould that's growing somewhere. So damp indicates, you know, if someone says something is damp, you know, that T-shirt you're wearing is damp. Well, that, I mean, that just means it's slightly wet, there's a bit of water on it or whatever. But if it smells damp, that means, people, what people mean by that is that it smells mouldy. Um, so the, the T-shirt was put somewhere and it got mouldy or it was beside something mouldy or it very often happens with built-in wardrobes. If a wardrobe is built in on an outside wall, um, then the problem is that wall is always is always cold and you end up with damp forming on the inside of the wardrobe. Um, so in this particular case, it sounds like it's a freestanding wardrobe. Obviously, the bed is, free, is freestanding and it's a very regular occurrence that when the bed is right up against the, the wall, you get this black mould forming. So what do you do? You do two things. You have to kill the mould. It's very important. You don't just wash it away or wipe it away. If you wipe mould or wash mould, you make it worse. You have to kill it. So you get a fungicidal solution and you mix it up, usually five to one or three to one or whatever the your paint shop will, will have it. And uh, just make sure and leave that for 24 hours. So you wipe that on or spray that on or whatever, brush it on, whatever you want and leave it for 24 hours and always do a bigger area than the area visibly affected. So the rule of thumb would be that if you had a black mark on the wall the size of a tennis ball, it would be basketball size of spores invisible to the naked eye that will continue to grow unless you kill them. So just wipe the whole wall if you're in doubt. Um, Leave it 24 hours and then, and you can wipe the bed and wipe the back of the wardrobe. You need to wipe everywhere that the spores might be. Um, and leave it 24 hours and then you would wash everything down and then you would reapply the antifungal solution. It's completely clear. You won't know it's there. But it's a bit like putting a weed pill killer in the gravel to keep the gravel clear of weeds. You put on the antifungal solution, the fungicide solution, to keep the wall, the bed, the wardrobe free of mould. Now, I would say... If it's an exterior wall, long term, you do one or two things. You get some of the dry lining sheets 
and you cut them to the shape of the back of the bed and the shape of the back of the wardrobe and then just shove everything back into place. So just on, just the 25mm would be enough, 25mm dry lining material and just put that behind the bed or else just get that wall dry lined which is not hugely expensive and it's certainly, it doesn't discommode the house at all really. Get somebody in to do it, they'll have it done in the morning. You know, they'll have the whole wall done in the morning. It almost certainly doesn't have a window because of, of what has been described. So it would be very easy to dry line that or else, as I say, cut the sheets and put them behind the bed so that you have dry lining material, you have insulating material between the bed and the, the cold, damp wall. It's damp from condensation, by the way. Some suggestions on the people coming into the garden. Oh, great. Keeping over the wall. Will sow roses at the wall. So therefore, oh, yeah. if they try to jump over, they're going to have a Great. rather painful landing. Yeah. It's not illegal, says Tommy. Great. Another listener, Johnny in Mullingar, says he had the problem and bought a few tubes of agricultural grease, which he rubbed on top of the wall. And kids do not like grease on white Nike runners. <laughs> Brilliant. That's great. Oh, wait, three, 30, 10. Yeah, and that's probably a lot cheaper than, than uh, the anti-flying yeah, paint. Yeah. yeah, great. For your suggestions and your questions. Next, I placed the mould remover, um, but the mixture turned pink, and now the area I'm treating is pink. Should it be pink? Mould remover wouldn't See, the, really have that colour, would it? No, there are so many different types. Really what you want is a fungicide solution. Most mould removers that, that call themselves mould removers will have chlorine in it. So that's not what you want really in this case. What you want is something that is that, that re- remains active afterwards. So the, mo- the chlorine-based ones generally tend to say only use in on tiles or on hard surfaces. You certainly wouldn't be using the, the, the chlorine-based mould remover on the back of the bed or the back of the wardrobe. So I suppose just explain when you're, wherever you're going to buy it, explain where you want to use it and ask, is it suitable for use on fabric? You're absolutely sure it's mould remover. Aren't one of the descalers pink in colour? But they're saying it turned pink. Something turned oh, pink. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Brian is here. Until you need to just pay, atten- I, you need to pay attention to what you're reading out. Should I say Niall is here? Niall is here, yes. Until 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, maybe I'll keep that going for the day. Get a little badge saying, hi, welcome to Clunans, my name is Niall. Fair enough. Yeah, you, you've been called worse. <laughs> I certainly I, I'm called worse on a daily basis. More questions after these. It's 25 to 11. Mr. Fixes with Brian Cleanan. Call 0818-300-183 and put our tool man to the test. John says the main problem with intruders going over your wall is not actually the owner or even the intruder. It's the law. We really need to change the law so the property owner is not liable. Yeah, we really do. Like if you're there in an authorised way, you know, how can you successfully sue somebody because you fell off the wall that you should not be climbing? It is absolutely ludicrous. By the way, I... I won't say regularly, but certainly occasionally I'll get someone coming into the shop, a man in particular coming into the shop and they say, you know, are you that, are you the Clooney fella that's on the radio? And I'll go, yeah. And uh, you're some fecker or you're always getting me fecking jobs. They're, you know, they're giving out to me. because, And, 
you know, now now I know, you know, what it amounts to is... You should see, by the way, the sadistic smile on his yes, face. He so, takes great pleasure in this. Well, this is because I, this was successful uh, in this case. Sometimes you say things on the radio and the man at home ends up with a job because his wife, you know, says, well, Brian Clunan says, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the abuse I get in the shop. But I believe the gutters in the Faulkner household were finally cleaned out. So I'm glad, you know, it. I can create successful solutions every now and again just by, you know, putting a little bit of pressure on someone if the, if the job ends up being done. I was just waiting for good weather. <laughs> Actually, I should probably say, I'm glad you said that. So, this is now the middle, uh, well, early September. What is it? It's the 13th. Yes, mm-hmm. the middle of September. It is fine weather. So, can I just say to people, this is probably the, the few days to go outside and walk around the garden and say, you know, is are my drains down low? You know, and you know the little the gully grids, the little square plastic or galvanized um, grid, is it unblocked because we had heavy rain recently and a lot of people had flooding uh, in the house and garden because the, the the drains, the gully grids were blocked with debris. So walk around the garden when things are fine. Is you know, will how is that going to look in a month's time? Have I timber furniture to bring inside? Have I any sort of furniture to bring inside? If I'm going to cover particularly if you're going to cover furniture, if you don't have if you don't have room to bring your your garden furniture inside and you're going to cover it, if you cover it wet, if it's wet and you put a plastic cover on it, the chance of it all going mouldy is very much greater. So if you're covering furniture outdoors for the winter, I would say two things. One, uh, try not to put, say it's a, it's a tarpaulin type of material, it's a plastic material you're putting over it. Try not to have that directly flat on the furniture. So try and put something in, you know, a couple of, if you had a table and you put in four tins of paint that uh, on the four corners uh, for something for something non-organic you don't want a piece of timber because that'll get damp so you want to put something plastic ideally so four empty plastic bottles in the four corners and then the plastic material of the tarpaulin is sitting a couple of inches away from the table the chance of mould developing is much less um, but putting it away dry and covering it is so much better than covering it when it's wet. So, as I say, walk around the garden, what jobs will be difficult to do in two weeks' time or three weeks' time when the weather's bad? Do it all now. Now, another caller says, it's the sand tracks mould remover and fungus remover that I've used on the ceiling. And I have tried one further away from the ceiling and it comes out clear. So this is the version that turns pink for some reason in one area, but not in another. Never heard of that. So I don't know, I'm Hardly afraid. Hardly anything in the ceiling that in it's the paint. reacting with. Yeah. There, was a, there was a ceiling paint many years ago. I thought it was a great idea, I have to say. It went on pink, but it dried out snow white. Could that be it then? In some way, it's making it. Well, reversed. you see, this is the problem. If you wet, if you if you put it very wet again, it went back to being pink. But it's years since that paint was out, so I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. All I'm right. baffled. Yep. Let's move on to other questions then. Can I just say uh, hello to the hubby? Well done, Brian. Um, if he says it can be done, it can be done. So I'm hoping that my hubby is listening as well, says Catherine. So I'm not sure what the job is. Uh, <laughs> what She you, certainly, she certainly like has a job lined yeah, up for him. You're, you're a middleman, it sounds like. What's, what's the instruction he needs to pass on there, Catherine? <laughs> anyway, next. Bridget in Mullingar has a good set of rattan garden furniture. 
and uh, she doesn't have somewhere to store it over the winter. So she's going to cover it and she's wondering what sort of covering will do the job. Yeah, so if you can get one of the ones specifically. So your set of garden furniture will be, you know, a round set or an oval or a rectangular set. And you can buy sets, you can buy just a plain tarpaulin Mm. with eyelets on it and cover it. But if you get, if you measure up the set, so push the chairs in under and measure. So we'd say it's round. That's very simple. It's now... 1.4 1.4 meters or 1.2 meters or whatever it is, 1.8 meters. You now know the diameter of the the when everything's pulled together as tight as possible, and you buy a furniture cover to suit that set. And the reason you're buying one very specifically is that if you pull, if you put it down over it and pull the tie cord really, really tight, um, and if there's eyelets on it, even a few cable ties to the legs of the chairs. The whole point is you don't want movement on that. Wind, as you know, is very powerful. And you don't want the wind to get in underneath it and then it's like a balloon and it's going to drag the furniture around the garden. So the one thing I'd always say is put it into a corner. If you could even cable tie, if you could, t- if you when you put all the chairs together, if you cable tied the chairs to the table and then if you cable tie that to a corner if there's something in the corner of the garden something heavy put a bolt in the wall uh, the hedge whatever if you tie everything down the chance of the wind getting under it and lifting it all as one piece is dramatically less so the enemy is the wind you don't want the wind getting under it so uh, the the more effort you put into covering it the the less chance of any damage uh, happening with your garden furniture because rattan garden furniture tends to be quite light and if if it ends up taking getting carried away in the wind you can do damage to it or the wind will do damage to it sorry just a quick question in from somebody here would it not get mouldy underneath the tarpaulin you'd have ventilation wouldn't you yeah so the whole idea is to lift it up so that that this is look ideally you bring your furniture in you always bring your furniture mm. in now i will say if it's rattan furniture on an aluminium frame, well then you don't have to cover it at all. But the only problem then is the wind. If it's a glass table, you really do want to, I would say, put it over in the corner and tip it over on its side. If it's a polywood, a PVC table surface, well then it's fine, just leave it outside. Um, It's designed to be weatherproof all year round and there's no need to cover it unless you're in a very windy position that you feel the wind might take the table. Hilda says, if something is black in colour, chloride will often bleach it out to a pinkish colour. Yeah, but the Santrax one doesn't have chlorine in it. Mm. So that's why um, if it's a Santrax one, it definitely doesn't have chlorine in it. And get a load of beehives. That's another alternative to prevent intruders coming into your garden. Which is a good thing for any of us to do, really. Pollinators, indeed, yeah. yes. Where would we be without them? Brendan has a freezer which he reckons has more ice in it than the Arctic Circle. <laughs> and he's, he needs to de-ice it quickly so as not to lose any food and therefore he doesn't want to resort to a chisel. <laughs> no, a chisel is never a good idea. <laughs> um, What's a better idea? Well, I suppose a couple of things you can do. You can, I suppose, when, if you don't have an ice, uh, an ice bucket, uh, sorry, what do you call it? A picnic box. If you don't have a picnic box, when you take out everything, just wrap it in, like put it all in a black plastic bag, for argument's sake, and then wrap it in a couple of towels, a duvet. You know, 
it's amazing when you wrap something like that, how long it will stay frozen. It really is. Um, when you insulate it. Uh, so I suppose one thing you can do is you can just get bowls and fill them full of boiling water and sit them in and close the door and the steam just goes everywhere and breaks it down. You can also get um, freezer de-iso spray which just instantly does it. Now, the question you'd be asking is if there's a lot of, if there's an awful lot of ice there, is there a problem with the freezer? Is, is the, the drainage hole at the back blocked up? So after you've cleaned everything with the de-icer, the, with the, what do you call it? Freeze, what did I say? The freezer de-icer. Mm. Either the freezer de-icer, which has only cost three or four euros and it, one bottle will spray the whole thing or else the bowls the steam on every shelf and close it to keep the steam in there and that'll break it all down so check the drainage hole at the back in the middle at the bottom there's a drainage hole so your freezer should be automatically defrosting and all that moisture runs down the back of the freezer and then it refrosts again but if it can't escape then you have a lot of ice kept in there so make sure that that is working okay Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore. More questions to pick his brain about after these. Mr. Fixes is here to take on your DIY dilemmas. Text or WhatsApp to 83 103. Granny says you need a hairdryer for the freezer. That'll defrost it in a hurry. Oh, very good. Good girl, Granny. Just don't get electrocuted. Yes, I was just going to say, I was just going to say but be careful around electricity and water. Mm. Please, Granny, please. Will I have stains on my kitchen ceiling and under the ensuite shower? How do I remove these stains? So, ensuite, that's likely mould. No, I'd say it's a leak from the ensuite, to be honest with you. Um, what do you think? Yeah. So, so, ceiling stains, if they're brown ceiling stains, it's oh, sorry, from... He says under the... Yes, you're right. He says under the ensuite I'm always shower. right. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> So brown stains, you, you don't remove them because you won't successfully remove them. You just paint over them with a stain block. So just get a small tin of, in this case, water-based stain block. Two coats to be on the safe side. Just roll it on or brush it on and then paint in the normal way. But obviously, make sure the leak is gone because it will come back. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. It can be, the problem in a shower is there's so many places it can be. So... You know, the one you're really hoping it's not is in under the shower tray where the trap is. Mm. You know, a small little bit of leak there, a small bit of water coming out there. Water runs to the lowest point and it just keeps going is the problem. So now the other thing that can very often happen is that the silicone seal around the edge of the shower has become a little bit perished or has pulled away. So you may need to replace that. And we always say if you're replacing the silicone, put in buckets of water or something to the equivalent of the weight of a human body and then seal it. The big mistake people tend to make is they they put in the silicone seal, put on the fresh silicone and always clean with, with methylated spirits or, or alcohol before you put on because it's amazing the amount of shower gel and all that sort of gunk that's on the walls of the shower and the tiles. So um, but put something into the equivalent of the weight of a human body before you put on the silicone and leave those buckets of water there until the silicone has completely set. Breege says you've often talked about the ant bait station for ants. Is there something equivalent for spiders as she wants to get rid of them and not be seeing them every morning when she gets up? No. Um, 
Spiders, just the two things that people use most would be either one of the residual sprays, so Insectrol or Detlac, and you spray it on a surface, and if a spider crawls over it, they die. And then the other one would be the bug bombs. So the bug bomb, you light this little bug bomb in the room, and every spider in there will be dead. Um, unfortunately, I don't know of anything by way of a trap that attracts mm-hmm. them, but if anybody's listening that knows of anything, great. Any tips, we'd always be delighted to hear them. Inventors, please. Yes, yes. The The... One that leaves the residual layer that kills them. If you have a kitchen worktop, for instance. You, you know, you wouldn't spray it on a worktop. You'd spray it on windows, walls, floors. So if they're on the worktop in the morning, you're figuring out, right, how do they access that and Correct. cut off their access route? Exactly. Or alternatively, you could get something very thin, like a piece of thin timber, like a lat. Spray the lat and put it down, you know, on the worktop before you go to bed. Mm-mm that they have to cross, crawl over that lat. Got you. And then lift that in the morning. Will I use a steam cleaner to defrost a freezer? We're <laughs> <laughs> getting more extreme here all the time. That's very good. Will, what happens if the little pets get stung by a bee? Yes, this is if you decide to put beehives oh, in I your think garden. That's, that's definitely an act of God. I, I Yeah, I... Good luck prosecuting it, although somebody someday probably will try. Will, I got my house wrapped and my ceilings are going black, even though there are vents in every room. What can I do? So the ceilings are going black because they're cold. Sorry, wrapped? Wrapped, so insulated. Ah. So the the walls are are wrapped. You know the way we talk about dry lining on the inside? Mm. So when you get your house wrapped, it's basically dry lining on the outside of the wall. And uh, what's happened now is that the the walls, the room is really, the house is really warm and, and uh, the insula- all the heat's kept inside. And now the coldest surface in the house is the ceiling. So it's probably particularly at the edges that he's finding that, he or she is finding that happening. And uh, I would say to you, just look at insulating, put more attic insulation in, but you will need to use your fungicidal solution to kill the mould that is there. So the same thing again, put it on, leave it 24 hours, wash it off, do your painting if needs be, and then reapply the, the antifungal solution to leave a film behind because the spores will be still active in the house. We have to wrap up, but just for the record, there are a lot of people who say use chestnuts or conquers, and spiders will scarper. They don't oh. like them. Whatever is in wow, it. Wow, that's brilliant. So do you, this, do you, you, you peel the green spiky cover off and put down the brown chestnut? Okay. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know either. I, I'm reading no, I, I, I don't expect yeah. you to know. I don't expect you to know. we cover it next week? Okay. Do some homework. <laughs> okay. Brian, thanks very much. Thanks, Will.